الله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله والد الفيض بالانس الله الفيض من سيكة السيستم في الفيضنس ونسيك واخيج من الله قل لأيه الراتاوي ونسيك واخيج من الله قل لأيه الراتاوي ونسيك واخيج من الله قل لأيه الراتاوي I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone and that he has no partners or associates and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger. <coughs> this evening, dear Allah Ta'ala, we like to continue with the selected verses from the Qur'an with reference primarily to the tafsir of Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir rahimahullah uh, and the topic this evening is Fadl al-Jihad fi sabirullah the excellence or the merit of al-Jihad striving in the way and the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This topic is taken from Surah Al-Saf, the 61st chapter of the Qur'an, verses 10 through 14. In these verses, the emphasis primarily is on the importance and the excellence of jihad as a means or a way to earn the pleasure of Allah and His reward and Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins this section from Surah Al-Saf addressing the Ahl Iman, the people of Iman, the Mu'mineen, the believers. And He says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, all who believe, and here we should be reminded that Al-Iman he addressed to the people by the title of Iman is indeed an honor it is a great honor and a description of respect and high status in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we address the believers with this title Al-Ladina Amanu those who have Iman and also this description perhaps should be a reminder to those who are addressed that what comes after it, it is expected that we should observe it and fulfill it if indeed we deserve the title of Iman. The true people of Iman, they are those who obey Allah's commands and we refrain from what He has prohibited and therefore when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed us with the title of Iman and we should know that there is an ishara or a hint in this description or this title of our obligation to 
display or to exhibit our Iman not only in words but also in our actions. And this is understood from the comprehensive definition of Iman with the scholars of Ahmad Sunnah and Jamaah that Al-Iman is not merely a profession or a claimed conviction that's in someone's heart but it is also the display or exhibition of that Iman in one's actions. Therefore the scholars of Ahl Sunnah said Al-Iman it is the Atiqad the conviction Al-Atiqad bin Janan having conviction in the heart Wal-Qawl bin Nisan and speech or the confession by the tongue of the conviction in one's heart Wal-Amal Bil-Arkan and the actions of the parts of the body, the body parts. So it is a conviction in the heart that is expressed by the confession on the tongue and displayed or exhibited in the actions of that person. And likewise the scholars of Sunnah said Al-Iman the Ta'a it increases by obedience or Unqus the Na'atiyah and decreases by disobedience. And this definition is a very important definition that we should repeat over and over and over again until it is clearly understood that Iman is, it is not sufficient to have a conviction in the heart but it must be expressed by the tongue and it must be exhibited by actions and we should know that the more that we do of acts of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our, our Iman can increase and if we fall into acts of disobedience or ma'afiyah then our Iman will decrease. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed the believers Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu awlihu believe O people of Iman Hal adillukum ala tijaratin Shall I point you or direct you or guide you to a tijara a trade, a business transaction Shall I direct you or guide you to a tijara and the description of that tijara, what is it? What is it? Is it normal tijara like the people of Medina who sell cars or household appliances or animals or crops so that they give something of the world and they get back something of the world? Or is it a tijara that is higher than this? Tijara, ila tijara. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, هَلْ أَدِلُّكُمْ عَلَىٰ تِجَارَةٍ تُنْجِيكُمْ مِنْ عَذَابِ الْعَلِيمِ It is a tijara that will save you, it will rescue you, protect you, and keep you far away from the terrible punishment. Jahannam, النار, وَمَعُونِ بِاللَّهِ النار. It is a different type of tijara. It is something that we do in this world, that we have to do in this world, but the return for it primarily and most importantly is in the next life. Although there may be return also in this world because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the tawfiq even in worldly things to whomever he wills, so that the believers may have some portion of the things of this world that are lawful by the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well as the greater reward that is the profit that is in the next life the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the entry or admittance into Jannah يَا أَيْهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا هَلْ أَدِلُّكُمْ عَلَىٰ تِجَارَةٍ تُنْجِيكُمْ مِنْ عَذَابِ الْأَلِيمِ Shall I direct you to a tijara a sort of transaction or business dealing whose profit it is your salvation 
from the hellfire, a protection and salvation from the hellfire. What is the tijara? تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ It is to believe, to have iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as our Rabb. And as Ilah, who is our Rabb, the Lord, who is over us, who gave us life and brought us into existence, and therefore we have the right also to be recognized as the Ilah, Al-Ilah, Al-Wahid, the one who deserves worship alone. تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ And also to believe in his messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which the man in the Prophet, having faith in the Prophet of Allah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, also includes having iman and faith in the previous Prophets and Messengers, because he confirmed all of those who came before him and called us to believe in them and to acknowledge and accept them also as Prophets and Messengers. So we accept him as the Rasul and as the Nabi, a messenger and a prophet, as well as having faith in the prophets and messengers who came before him. The first of the conditions of this tijara, it is Al-Iman, Al-Iman Billah, or the Rasulihi, having Iman, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger. And the second part of this tijara, it is the action. Because there is no benefit from Iman that doesn't bring fruit, actions. And there is no benefit from actions that is not based upon Iman. No action is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unless the one who is offering it has Iman, belief and faith and conviction in him. And likewise, the one who claims to have Iman but doesn't manifest it or exhibit that Iman by actions, it has no value. And that's why Al-Iman wal-Amal al-Fali is connected and joined together in the Qur'an on almost every occasion. And here again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala joins these two together, Al-Iman wal-Amal al-Fali, تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَتُجَاهِدُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ بِأَمْوَالِكُمْ وَأَنفُسِكُمْ So here the second condition it is the action, Al-Jihad. Al-Jihad in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By using whatever we have of our means, our wealth as well as our lives, being willing and ready to sacrifice whatever we have of material things of this world in exchange for the reward and pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as well as being ready to sacrifice our lives, which is most precious to us than whatever we may possess in this world. Iman in Allah's messenger and jihad in his way by expending and freely giving without hesitation our wealth as well as our lives. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lets us know, in case we don't know, that to give our wealth and our lives in the way of Allah, in this exchange, this trade or this tijara, it is better for us. It is better for us than to try to hold on to our life and hold on to our wealth. Being afraid to spend in the way of Allah, so we hold back from spending in jihad. Or being afraid to die in the way of Allah, so we hold back from going forth in jihad. But actually, to give our wealth and to give our life is better for us than to try to hold on to, on to it. Especially when we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us our life and he has given us our wealth. And in fact it already belongs to him. So it's not for us to hold it. And not only that, but even more importantly and more clearly to the one who has the intellect to reflect if we know that our wealth and our life is not permanent, it is only temporary. Why try to hold on to it? when everyone has to give it up, both wealth and life at some point. So why not give it up for the sake of Allah? ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ To give up your wealth and your life for the sake of Allah, it is خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ It is better for you. It 
it is better for you than to try to hold on to it if you only knew. Yani if you know the reality of those things which benefit and those things which cause harm. If we knew the reality of what is beneficial to us and what is harmful to us, then we would know that it's better to give up our life and our wealth for the sake of Allah than to try to hold on to it. In exchange for believing in Allah and fighting in jihad in the way of Allah, giving our wealth and our lives, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised us a reward. And He promised us in exchange for what we are giving back to Him, which already belongs to Him, something far and above what we are offering to Him. And those things are rewards, most importantly, first and foremost, the reward in the next life. And secondly, even there is some reward or some benefit in this world. He says, for those who are willing to make this tiyara, يَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَيُدْخِلْكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ وَمَسَاكِنَ طَيِّبَةً وَمَسَاكِنَ طَيِّبَةً that whoever is willing to make this exchange, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is offering to them in exchange al forgiveness, wal jannah, the paradise, wal maskan al-tayyib, and the high and nice places in paradise, wal jannah adam, that means permanent, permanent, everlasting uh, residence in the paradise. All of these, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offers in this exchange for that thing which is precious to us, our wealth and our life in this world, that He is offering to give us that something better than that. And especially if we know that what we are giving to Him is what He has, he has given it to us and we are only returning it and in exchange for that He will give us something better. And Maghfirah, it is a sitter. And Maghfirah, it is a sitter. That which covers or shields a person or protects them from the result of that which is expected from their sins. And if anyone commits an act of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there is the expectation that that sinful act, it has a result. And that result is the displeasure of Allah and His punishment. But al-maghfira, ghafara, means sakara, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cover that person if He will cover them and protect them from the result of their sins, meaning that Allah subhanahu wa will not punish them. So the first of what He will give us in exchange in this tijara, it is al-maghfirah. يَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ That will cover the effect or the harm that is expected from their dhunub, from their sins, your acts of disobedience. And in addition to that, وَيُدْخِلْكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِيمٍ تَحْدِهَا الْأَنْنَارِ And will admit you into gardens underneath which rivers flow. Yani gardens that have rivers flowing underneath them. وَمَنْتَاكُنَ قَيِّبًا In houses, good houses, beautiful houses, places of excellence and honor. فِي جَنَّاتِ عَدْنٍ In the gardens that are permanent and eternal. ذلك الفوز العظيم الله سبحانه وتعالى ميسا السماوات بأن ليس الانديد الفوز العظيم the supreme success the greatest success it is greater than whatever success we might imagine in this world in terms of the worldly standards the success in worldly standards have no comparison to this success that is the forgiveness of one's sins and the entry into paradise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and he is the most truthful of those who are truthful in another place in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us to know that this fowl, 
the power العظيم it is as Allah subhanahu wa said in another place in the Quran من زحزح عن النار whoever has been removed far away from the fire وأدخل الجنة and they have been admitted into the paradise فقد فاز then that person has indeed attained success so we know from this that the true success it is that a person is saved from the hellfire and admitted into the paradise and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to ask for this success in the very simple words of the supplication that he used to say regularly Allahumma inni as'aluka al-janna wa a'udhu bika min al-nar Allahumma inni as'aluka al-janna what is it that I'm asking for you is al-janna oh Allah asks for you al-janna the paradise wa a'udhu bika min al-nar and I seek refuge in you from the hellfire so whoever is saved from the hellfire and admitted into the paradise فقد فاز the mid person has indeed attained the greatest success الفوز العظيم the supreme success that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises in this trade but not only that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the most bountiful of those who give freely He didn't stop at giving us the greatest reward and the and achievement of the greatest success but He also offered that which perhaps it is in the nature of the human being to be more pleased and attracted to that which is near to them. And in our nature, in this world, perhaps that which is after death seems far away. The reward in the next life it seems far away. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to give us even a reward that's near to us, it is close to us. And He said in these words, وَأُخْرَى يعني some other benefit or reward, not only the reward in the next life, وَأُخْرَى تُحِبُّونَهَا Something that you really love, that the people love very much نَصْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَفَتْمُ خَرِيدٌ But what can we ask for than the نَصْرَ The help and support of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the fact, the victory that is near So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised the believers that if they make this trade, this tijara with Him a sincere trade, believing in Him and giving our wealth and our lives in His way then He will give us the reward of the next life forgiveness of our sins and admittance into paradise and even in this world He will give us a nasr His help and support and if Allah is helping someone who can overcome them? وَالْفَتْ الْقَرِيبِ فَتْهُ الْقَرِيبِ a near victory not far away because we are looking at that which is in front of us and we are not able to see that which is far so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised the near victory which is ahead of you, it is close to you وَبَشِّرِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ and give the بِشْرَ the good news to the believers here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the Prophet وسلم, to give the good news to the believers that they will earn his, his, his pleasure and they will earn his reward and they will also be given his help and they will be victorious very very soon then in the final verse of this chapter verse number 14 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us of that which took place before of the people before us when the prophets and messengers السلام, were sent to their people and from amongst them that one who was very close to the time of the prophet Muhammad sallallahu and his people and how he was sent a mission to call the people to Allah and he also was in need of those who would help to support the deen of Allah and to support the message of Allah and his message and to support the believers who followed him and accepted him 
And what happened in that case, and that should be an example for us today. He says again, addressing the believers with the title of honor of Iman, Ya Yuhalladina Amanu, Kunu Ansar Allah. All who believe, be Ansar Allah. Be the helpers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How can we help Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we are weak and He is strong? And we are poor and He is rich. And we are in need and He is without need. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, He addressed the believers, Ya Yuhalladina Amanu, Kunu Ansar Allah. Be the helpers of Allah, meaning the helpers of the deen of Allah, support Allah's deen, and support his messenger, and support that message that he brought, and support the believers who are following that path, and this is the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kunu ansar Allah, kama qala Isa bin Maryam, just as Isa bin Maryam alayhi salam, just as he said to his followers, كما قال عيسى بن مريم للحواريين من أنصار الله من أنصاري إلى الله and who will be my helpers in the way of Allah and who will be those who will help me to support the deen of Allah and the message that I have been sent with and they answered him in the affirmative ready and willing to help and to support and they are the example for those who are to come after them to answer the call of Allah to his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam قال الحوارينا نحن أنصار الله we are the helpers of Allah the حوارينا the disciples of Isa and they were the first ones who believed in him and as is reported in some of the narrations uh, which are perhaps more correctly to be attributed to the Israeliyat or the narrations from the Ahl Kitab, the Christians and the Jews uh, it is reported that they were twelve and this is similar يعني, to what you find even amongst the Christians today that the disciples of Isa السلام, that they were twelve in any case the Hawariyun it refers first and foremost to those who were the first to accept his message to believe in him to follow him and to help and support him. And when he said, Who will be my helpers in the way of Allah? They said, Nahnu Ansarullah, we are the helpers of Allah. فَآمَنَتْ طَائِفَةً مِنْ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلٍ وَكَفَرَتْ طَائِفَةً فَأَيَّدْنَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا عَلَى عَدُوِّهِمْ فَأَصْبَحُوا ظَاهِرِينَ Then after the call of Isa السلام, to his disciples to ask him for their help to support the name of Allah, and they answering or responding in the, in the affirmative, naturally the battle or the struggle between truth and falsehood, it had to appear. And so the followers, the true believers in Isa السلام, and those who rejected his message from Bani Israel, from the children of Israel, they were divided into parties. So a group from amongst them believed. The believers were those who said that Isa, السلام, that he is the Abdullah wa Rasuluhu. Those are the people who believed. And he gave from amongst them disbelief. Those who said that Isa, that he is Allah, or he is Ibn Allah, or he is Thalith al-Salaq, that he is the son of Allah, or he is one of the three gods in one, or he is Allah himself. The parties of the Bani Israel who heard the message of Isa were divided. The disbelievers from amongst them rejected the idea that he was a messenger and a prophet, a human being, and they claimed him to be divine, that he was in fact Allah himself, or he was the son of Allah, or he was one of the three gods, and one, all of this is one party, party of Kufr. 
So we supported those who believed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that we supported those who believed Ala Aduhim against their enemies. And then Fasbahu Wahirin, they became the Wahirin, the uppermost, the victorious, and they became those who overcome who overcame their enemies. Some of the scholars, especially from the contemporary scholars, said that the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it meant that there was a fight between the party which believed and the party which disbelieved and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthened the believing party so that they won the fight over the disbelieving party. However, as we will see in the reading of the tafsir of Ibn Kathir, Al-Hafid Ibn Kathir rahimahullah has a different opinion and explanation of this verse in which he explained it to mean that the victory of the believing party over the disbelieving party was delayed and it took place in the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the final messenger of Allah who affirmed Isa and his message and his followers and the true party of the Bani Israel who believed that Isa was Abdullah wa Rasulullah then Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the final messenger of Allah came and affirmed that their belief that their belief was the correct belief and he caused their belief to overcome the false belief in the Islam becoming uppermost in the land. Uh, just quickly to mention uh, a few of the words that are mentioned in these verses that are beneficial to us as students of Arabic language. And amongst them is Masakin. Masakin is the plural of Masken. Masken. It means the place huwa mahal as-sakin wal-iqama it means the place where a person lives a person, the place where a person resides so maskan it is from sakana to reside someplace and it is similar to other such words which are called in Arabic ism makan like manzil from nazala or masjid from sajada and so on there are many words in the Arabic language which are derived from the verb with the prefix of mim, mim fatha. And this indicates that it is a place where the idea which is derived from that verb takes place. Masjid from sajada to prostrate is the place of prostration. And manzil, the place where you descend or where you stop and stay over. Manzil, uh, a place where you rest. Tamakkab from kataba is the place where writing takes place and mal'am from ta'am, from food, the place where food is taken, and so on, and hides. The mus'a is the place of sa'i, the place of walking between supper and marwa. Also, of the important words in this, and these verses, and there are many, from amongst them is nasrun. And nasrun means aun or musa'ada, or in that, it means to assist. It means any assistance or help or support. If someone gives support to someone, helps someone to overcome that which is in front of them, this is called nasrun. And here in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises the nasr. Nasr min Allah, the help or support or aid or assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, satum kharib, the near victory, sat. Masat, it means it's from Fatha to open, and Fatum Bilad, it means opening the land. Yani it is 
understood to mean conquest. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Muslims the ability to open the land, meaning to open it for the truth and to establish the deen of Allah in that place, it is called Al-Fat. And the conquest of Makkah is referred to as Al-Fat, the opening of Makkah, or the opening Makkah to the truth and the light and the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this fact, it is by overcoming the other people, usually by jihad, and here it refers to the conquest that the Muslims will have over the disbelievers in fighting in jihad. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in these verses, وَبَشِّرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ and give good news, the good news to the believers. And here, al-tashir, it means to inform someone of al-khayr, of good, whether it is coming merely or whether it is, come, it is coming later, it is the bishra of good news that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the Prophet وسلم, to give to the believers. The bishra here is the bishra of this world, the success and victory that they will be given and help in this world, as well as the greater bishra, it is the good news of the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the paradise. From these verses, a number of points may be derived. Or perhaps we'll look at the Tafsir ibn Kathir first, the Mukhtasar of the Tafsir ibn Kathir, and then the rulings or points of importance that may be derived from them. Al-Hafid ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, uh, as we have it in front of us, we summarize version of the Tafsir ibn Kathir. He mentions the first three verses of this section that's addressed to the believers in the tijara or the trade that will save someone from the punishment of the hellfire and it is to believe in Allah and His Messenger and to make jihad in the way of Allah with one's wealth and one's life uh, and that in exchange for that we will be given forgiveness and the admittance into paradise uh, and goodly homes and that is the supreme success and something else which is loved by the believers that is the help of Allah and His victory and here the title has been given by those who made the mukhtasar or the summary of this tafsir At-Tijara Al-Munjiyah or Al-Munjiyah Min Al-Azab Al-Alim that is the trade which will save someone from the terrible punishment that is the hellfire here Al-Hazim Al-Kathir mentions first the hadith of Abdul Ibn Salam رضي الله عنه the great companion of the Prophet وسلم, who was from amongst the Jews he was from amongst the scholars the greatest of the scholars and the best of them in character and his lineage even his father and his grandfather they were also of the best in knowledge and character from the Jews and the Jews admitted this until Abdul Ibn Salam made known his Islam and they denied him and spoke evil against him this hadith is narrated from Abdul Ibn Salam رضي الله عنه that the companions of the Prophet وسلم, they wanted to ask the Messenger of Allah about the deeds which are most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to practice them. And they wanted to ask him what is the thing that is most beloved to Allah so that they may do that which earns Allah's love. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this surah, Surah Al-Saf, and amongst the verses in it, on the verses on the discussion, Ya Yahudin Ayamanu, Hal Adilukum Ala Tijaratin Tunjikum Ayabin Ameen, or you believe, shall I point you or direct you to a trade which will save you from a terrible punishment? And then he begins to explain or to clarify what is 
التجارة نسبي تجارة and it is a تجارة that there will never be a loss in it يعني it's not like the تجارة in the world you might lose again and this one whoever enters into it it is only success there's no other outcome the one who enters into this تجارة with Allah سبحانه وتعالى sincerely truly believing in him and giving their wealth and their life for the sake of Allah they will indeed attain الفوز العظيم it is a success that there is no doubt about it and then he says that it is to believe in Allah and his messenger and to make jihad in the way of Allah with your wealth and your lives and that is better for you if you only knew he said Al-Harb bin Kathir says it is better for you ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ يعني to do this trade with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is better than doing trade in the world striving for the things of the world trying to amass wealth or material things in this world it is better for you to make trade with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the greatest success of the next life then he says what is that that you earn يَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ بِنُوبَكُمْ بِرَوَوَ فِيُّ يَوْ سِنْزْ that is if you do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered you to do and pointed you to to make this trade then I will forgive you your mistakes and your shortcomings in those acts of disobedience and I will admit you into paradise into gardens in beautiful homes in high places in the paradise for this reason Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he indicates this meaning in these words وَيُدْخِلْكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْلِي مِنْ تَحْتِيَا الْأَنْهَارِ But I will admit you into gardens underneath which rivers flow وَمَتَاكِنَ طَيِّبَةٍ and good houses في جَنَّةِ الْعَدَنْ in a permanent place in gardens that are permanent and everlasting that is الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ that is the supreme success and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the other reward that is loved by you يعني I will give you something extra above and beyond what this entry into paradise it is something extra that you love and it is the help of Allah and the near victory and that is if you fight in the way of Allah then and support of his being then Allah guarantees you his help and this is as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in other places in the Quran يَا وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُونَ إِنْ تَنْصُرُ اللَّهِ يَنْصُرُكُمْ وَيُثَبِّتْ أَقْدَامَكُمْ that if you help Allah when you help the deen of Allah then Allah guarantees that he will help you and he will make your feet firm and also the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَلَا يَنْصُرَنَّ اللَّهِ مَنْ يَنْصُرُهُ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would definitely وَلَا يَنْصُرَنَّ اللَّهِ that Allah would definitely help the one who helps his being in his cause إِنَّ اللَّهِ لَقَوِيٌ عَزِيزٌ and verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is strong and mighty then he says the saying of Allah فَتُّ الْخَرِيبِ فَتُّ الْخَرِيبِ the name victory يعني a victory that is close it will not be far away it will come now and this is that extra thing which is of the good the khair of dunya and the believer is expected to look for the khair of the dunya and the khair of the akhirah and this is of the khair of the dunya that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give a mere victory which is connected to the blessings of Allah in the next life for whoever obeys Allah and his messenger and supports Allah and his deen and for this reason he said وَبَشِّرْ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ that would have done so and given the good news the believers given the good news of success and the pleasure of Allah and then Al-Hawq al-Kathir mentioned a lengthy discussion 
concerning the final ayah about the Ansar Allah, the helpers of Isa, and those who should be similar to them from amongst the followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And we may have divided this discussion of the Hafiz and Kafir into three topics. The first of them is al Muslimina Ansar al-Din fi kulli hal. That the believers are expected to be the supporters of the deen in every condition or circumstance. In every condition or circumstance, not only in time when we are strong, but even if we are weak. Not only for those who are wealthy, but even those who are poor. The Muslim is expected to be the Ansar, Ansar Allah, the Ansar of the Deen of Allah in every condition, time, or circumstance. And for this reason, Hafiz ibn Kathir says that in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders his believing slaves that they should be the Ansar of Allah in every condition or circumstance with their speech as well as their actions, with their lives as well as their wealth and that they should answer the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they should respond to Allah and respond to the message of Allah just as the disciples of Isa responded to his call when he said Min Ansari ila Allah who are my helpers for the sake of Allah and the cause of Allah that is who will help me in the da'wah in the call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Hawariyun, the followers of Isa alayhi salam, they said, We are the helpers of Allah, Nahmu Ansar Allah. That is, we will help you and we will support the message that you, you have been sent with, we will support you and assist you and aid you in this call. For this reason, they were sent forth as du'at, calling the people in the land of Asham, in the Middle East, in the place places that are known today as Syria and Jordan and Palestine, they were sent forth in these lands as du'at, calling to the deen of Allah, delivering to the people the message of Isa salam. And they were sent not only amongst the Bani Israel, but even to the people other than Bani Israel, they were sent to all of them. Uh, and likewise, he says, this is similar to the Messenger of Allah Muhammad sallallahu when he said in the days of Hajj, Man rajulun yu'mini hatta ubliga aw ubliga risalata rabbi Yani who will help and support me until I will deliver the message of my Lord. For verily the Quraysh have prohibited me from delivering the message of my Lord until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent forth some people to help and support him. Yani the Prophet sallallahu who used to go out to the people who came from various lands coming to Mecca for Hajj and we would seek those who would support his message and support him in the da'wah according to the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from amongst those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to help was the people of Medina, the Aus and the Khazraj. They were, they gave bay'ah to the Prophet sallallahu to help and support him uh, and to protect him from all people. And here, in the translation, uh, there's a strange translation here, if anyone has the translation with us. Um, as I remember, he translated this, the meaning of these words as that we will protect you from men and jinn. But actually, the word in Umi Kathir here is that they said, يَمْنَعُوهُ مِنَ الْأَسْوَدِ وَالْأَحْمَرِ الْأَسْوَدِ وَالْأَحْمَرِ means from all peoples the black and the red means from all peoples but where protecting from the jinn came from Allahu A'lam 
uh, in any case, you should make a note of it in the text. But it's not in the original uh, text of the Tafsir in the Kathir, nor is it in the Mukhtasar that this has been translated from. The Arabic text that has been translated from, nor the original text of Tafsir in the Kathir, it's not there. So they said that we will protect you from all people. So he went to he went to Medina, he left uh, Mecca and went to Medina. Uh, and all the people uh, came and migrated along with him from going to Medina. And they gave the oath and covenant to the Prophet ﷺ to help him. And the first people who gave their support to him they were the people of Medina, the Aus and Khazraj, the, people, the two tribes of the Arabs in Medina, who became known as the Ansar, the helpers and supporters of Allah. And then the next portion he talks about under the title of Ta'ifa min Bani Israel Amanat the Isa wa Ukhra Kasarat Bini that there was a group from the children of Israel who believed in Isa in his true message and there was another group who disbelieved in him and this is taken from the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Amanat Ta'ifa min Bani Israel wa Kasarat Ta'ifa that a group from one Bani Israel believed and another group disbelieved Ma'am? Uh, so when Isa ibn Maryam السلام, delivered the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the message of his Lord to his people uh, some of them helped him that is the Hawariyun they were the people who were guided from the Bani Israel and they accepted that which he brought to them another group amongst them went astray they went outside of what he, of the message that he brought, and they denied his prophethood, and they accused him and his mother of very, very slanderous and terrible things. The first group are today the Christians, and the second group who rejected his message and denied his prophethood, they are the Jews. All of them were condemning Israel, some of them believed in them, some of them distorted his message, and some of them rejected him. So, then he says, uh, when he mentioned the Jews, he said, May the curse of Allah be upon them continuously until Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Then he said that there were those who inherited from amongst those who his message was delivered to. Uh, They attempted to elevate him to a status more than what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended for him in the ruwa or prophethood. And they divided into different groups from amongst them were those who said that Isa is the son of Allah. That's the Christian they're saying today. And from amongst them there are those who said that he was one of the three gods in the Trinity, as the Christians, most of them, are saying today, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And from amongst them were those who said that Isa is Allah, and all of this has been mentioned, Muhammad said, in detail in Surah Al-Nisa, and the explanation of Surah Al-Nisa. Then the final section that he mentions here is under the title of the help of Allah for the believing group of Ta'ifa and Mu'mina and this is from the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَإِلَّنَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قَلْعَظُونَهُمْ that we have given help and support and assistance to those who believe 
against their enemies, those who oppose them. فَأَصْبَحُوا ظَاهِرِينَ Then they became the uppermost or the victorious. And here he says that this victory that was given to the party who believed, here Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir explains that the meaning of it was not a victory in fighting against those who differed or opposed them in their time, but he said that the victory that they were given as becoming the Zahirin, it was with the missioning of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, as it is reported in the tafsir of Al-Imam Abu Ja'far ibn Jarir al-Tabri. And Al-Iman al-Tabri is the Imam of the scholars of Tafsir, whom the others took from, including Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir, whom the Tabri mentioned a narration from Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhumah, yani mawqusan, a narration from Ibn Abbas, a statement from Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhumah, in which he said that when Allah Decided, or what? Yani, when Allah uh, wanted to raise up Isa السلام, to the heavens, He went forth. That is, Isa, He came forth to His people from the spring in the house that they were in, and they were twelve in number. He came forth to them while water was dripping from His head, and He said, Which one of He said, That from amongst you there is someone who disbelieves in me. Inna minkum man yakfur bi. إثنتي عشر مرة that there will be someone who wants you who disbelieves me twelve times after he has believed in me then he said which one of you will accept to take on my resemblance so that he will be killed in my place but in exchange for that he will be with me يقول معي في درجتي that he will be with me in the next life in the same level or status that I will be in in the paradise at that time a young man who was on the youngest of them in age he stood up and he said, Anna, I'm the one who is willing to take your place and to be killed in your place. And Isa said to him, sit. And then he repeated his question again. And the same young man stood up and said, I will be him. And he told him to sit again. And finally he repeated the question the third time. And that only that young one stood up. Then he said, Ma'am, answer that. Then you are the one. It will be you. At that point, the resemblance of Isa السلام, was put into that young man and Isa السلام, was raised up from the roof of the house to the heavens. So when the Jews came seeking him, they took the one who had his resemblance and they killed him and they crucified him. وَقَفَرَ بِهِ بَعْدُهُمْ إِثْنَةِ عَشْرَةٌ And some of them disbelieved in him twelve times after having believed in him. Then they were divided up into three groups. One of those groups said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was amongst us as long as He willed and then He ascended to the heavens. And He said that this, this group who said that is that Ibn Allah, that the one who was amongst us was the son of Allah. MashaAllah, as, as long as Allah willed him to be amongst us, and then Allah raised him up to himself. And these are the Nasturiya. I don't know what this is called in English, Nasturiya. Huh? Nasturians? No. Those are the ones, I mean this is the terminology that's used for the groups or the sects of the Christians, of those who believe that Isa Islam was the divine son of Allah. Uh, and another group from amongst them who were sent to 
when they divided up into groups, said, كَانَ فِينَا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولُهُ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ رَفَهُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْهِ that there was another group who said that the slave of Allah and the messenger of Allah was amongst us as long as Allah willed and then Allah raised him up himself and these are the Muslims. Then those groups who deviated, the disbelieving groups, joined together and they fought against the Muslim group and they killed them and Islam remained effaced from the earth for a period of time until the mentioning of the Messenger of Allah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And here he mentions the words, there is a party from amongst them from Bani Israel who believe in the party who disbelieve, and this means a group who was in from Bani Israel in the time of Isa, a group from amongst them disbelieved, and a group from amongst them believed in the time of Isa. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that we supported those who believed against the enemy الظاهرين, and then they became the uppermost. The Izhar, here he said that this becoming the uppermost it is by the, super, the supremacy of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi The Izhar of the believing party it is by the success and the victory of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa He was missioned and he made their deen or their belief in the correct, the correct belief in Isa to overcome the deen or the belief of the Kufar from amongst them. In this way they became the Zahirin. Yani they became Zahirin by the success of that which they believed in and the correctness of it and the affirmation of it by the mentioning of the Prophet Muhammad sallam, and his deen, which is the same as their deen, his belief in Isa sallam, as being the messenger of Allah and the slave of Allah, the Abdullah, which was what they believed in, it became the uppermost in the land. And then Al-Hadr ibn Kathir says that this is the expression as it came in the book of Tafsir, of this verse in the book of Tafsir of Al-Tabari. This is how the narration was reported from Ibn Abbas and it was also reported similarly by Imam al-Nasai in his tafsir of this verse in his Sunan, in his book, the Sunan of al-Nasai. Uh, then he says, so the Ummah of Muhammad وسلم, it will continue to be the uppermost and the victorious upon the truth until the command of Allah comes, that means when Qiyamah until the end of this world, there will remain a party from amongst Ummah Muhammad standing victoriously upon the truth, and until the last of them, the last of the people of Ummah Muhammad will fight against the Dajjal, along with Al-Masih, Isa ibn Maryam salam, uh, and they will overcome the Dajjal and kill him, just as it has been reported in a number of authentic hadith, Allahu A'lam and Allah knows best, and this is the end of the Tafsir, so to here, let me just quickly comment uh, a point of importance and it is related to the Israeliyat. Those narrations that are reported under this title of Israeliyat, the stories that are reported by the companions of the Prophet وسلم, from the Ahl Kitab, from the Jews and Christians, they are to be looked at in three categories. That which has been affirmed by Islam, by the Sharia of Allah, by the Quran and Sunnah, then we should also affirm it without hesitation. The second category is that which has been denied and rejected by the Sharia, by the Quran and the Sunnah, then without hesitation we should reject it. But the third category is that which has not been affirmed nor rejected 
by Islam, by the Quran and Sunnah. We don't know what is it correct or is it incorrect. And these we should hold back from making any judgment in those matters. We should hold back from making any judgment, not believing in it, not affirming it, nor disbelieving it or rejecting it. This is the position that the Muslim scholars have taken in reference to Israeliyat, that that which is confirmed in the Quran and Sunnah will accept it, and that which is rejected by the Quran and Sunnah will reject it, and that which there is no mention of it in the Quran and Sunnah, then we hold back from taking an opinion, we don't accept it, nor do we reject it. And also, from amongst the Muslim scholars, there are different positions that the scholars have taken in reference to the narration of Israeliyat. And the first of them is Imam al-Qabari, the Imam of the scholars of Tafsir. Imam al-Qabari, rahimahullah, mentioned many, many, many reports of Israeliyat. And here al-Hafid ibn Kathir transmits this narration from Imam al-Qabari. Because mostly the Tafsir ibn Kathir is saying from al-Qabari. Unlike al-Hafid ibn Kathir, Imam al-Qabari, he narrated many of the Israeliyat, but he used to narrate them with the Asanid, with the chains of narration. And in this way, it became clear the strength or the weakness of those narrations. Whereas Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir collected many of those Israeliyat, or some of them from, from Imam al-Tabari, but without mentioning the Asanid. The difference between Imam al-Tabari and Imam al-Hafiz ibn Kathir is that Imam al-Tabari used to narrate the Israeliyat with Asanid. And Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir used to believe the chains of narration. The third group of scholars of Tafsir is like Al-Imam Al-Baghawi, Rahimahullah, the great scholar of Tafsir and Hadith. And he used to uh, narrate the, those narrations and indiscriminately, without any mention whatsoever of the authenticity or the chains of narration. Whereas Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir, though he used to mention them without chains of narration, but he used to comment on many of them that this one is a correct narration, or this one is a weak narration, and so on. The third category is like Al-Imam al-Baghawi, who used to narrate them also without change of narration, without any comment whatsoever. And there is a fourth category, some scholars of tafsir, such as the modern scholars of tafsir, and from amongst them, uh, Muhammad Rashid Rida, the scholar of, uh, from Egypt, who rejected the Israeliyat narrations outright and didn't use them or accept them in any way. So our position concerning Israeliyat narration is that that which is confirmed in Islam we accept it and that which is rejected by the Quran and Sunnah we reject it and that which there is no mention of it then we don't take any position concerning it. Quickly, from that which may be uh, derived from these ayats is the virtual excellence of jihad by spending one's wealth and expending one's life and that this is a great trade from which there is a great profit or benefit which is guaranteed. The next point that may be derived from it is that believing in Allah and His Messenger, Al-Iman, it is the foundation based upon which deeds may be accepted by Allah. Then without Iman, Allah will not accept any deeds, jihad or otherwise. And also that Al-Jihad, it has many benefits that may be derived from it. And from amongst them are benefits in this world and the dunya and from amongst them are benefits in the next life that will come afterwards. And of these benefits, the benefits of the next life, of course, are the most important, that is salvation from the terrible punishment and hellfire. And the second of them is al-maghfira, forgiveness of one's sins for whatever a person has died upon without asking, without repenting from it. The third of them is the admittance to the paradise and the fourth of them is the beautiful houses 
and the residing, a permanent residence in the gardens of Eden. These are together referred to by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as al-fawz al-azim, the success or salvation from the fire, the forgiveness of one's sins, and the entry into the paradise. As for the benefits of the worldly life now, then they are number one, the nasr from Allah, the help or support of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the fat, fatum khaleed, the near victory in this world, when the Muslims face the enemies of Islam from amongst the disbelievers and the hypocrites. These are some of the benefits that some of the scholars mention in various places concerning these verses. Uh, in the time remaining, inshallah, we'll try to go over the questions and you'll have a chance to answer them. The first question is given the comprehensive definition of Iman according to Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Iman is speech and actions and conviction in the heart and actions of the limbs, actions, man. Yani, conviction in the heart, speech and actions. And also, we said that Iman increases and decreases. Increases by obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and decreases by what is meant by tijara or trade in this verse? هَلْ عَدُلُّكُمْ عَلَىٰ تِجَارَةٍ تُنْجِيكُمْ مِنْ عَذَابٍ عَلِيمٍ Shall I guide you to a trade that will save you from a painful torment? What is meant by tijara here? Mm-hmm. Believing in Allah. Believing in Allah. And fighting His way. Jihad. That's one side of this jihad. Be betrayed. There has to be something given and something taken. That is what is meant by tijara in general, though. That's the specific side. But what is meant by tijara here? It is not trade that first comes to a person's mind, exchanging some goods, worldly goods. But the tijara here, what Allah is referring to by trade here, is the, it is the exchange between the believer and his Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by giving what Allah has requested of us in exchange for what He has offered us. And the, the details of it is as you have said. Who are the parties in this tijara and what is it based upon? And who are those who are making the exchange in this trade? It is Allah and the mu'minun and the believers. And what is this trade based upon and what is the foundation of this trade that it rests upon? It rests upon Iman. The foundation of the trade there's no benefit in it at all. Whatever you want to offer to Allah of jihad or salat or zakat or anything that we want to offer in exchange for His reward, there's no benefit without the foundation of al-Iman. Everything rests upon Iman. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always mentions the Iman before al-Amal al-Salih. What is the factor without which no deed or action will be accepted? It means al-Iman. What are the benefits expected from this tijara in this world and in the hereafter? What are the benefits expected in this world? Nasr min Allah, the help from Allah, and Khatul Khalid, and the near victory over the disbelievers. And in the next life, Al-Maghfirah, forgiveness of our sins, 
the pool of Jannah, entering the Jannah, the gardens of paradise, and the Muskan Fayyid, with houses in the permanent gardens of paradise. Escape from the hellfire. <laughs> but we always ask for Allah's refuge from the hellfire and His permission to enter His paradise. What was the aqidah of the two groups of Bani Israel concerning Isa? What was the aqidah of the two groups? Yani the Bani Israel was divided into two main groups. One of, one of them was the believers and one of them was disbelievers. Ta'ifa, kafara ta'ifa wa amana ta'ifa. So what was the aqidah of this ta'ifa and that kafara? The, 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 the aqidah of the group, the kafara, the disbelievers, though they acknowledged Isa, but they were disbelievers because of their aqidah in Isa. It was because they said that Isa was Allah. What they said he was the son of Allah. What they said he was one of, one of the three gods in the Trinity. So even though they acknowledged Isa, but they, Allah said kafarat ta'ifa, that they disbelieved. Because though they acknowledged him, while they were acknowledging the aqidah was incorrect. And this is similar. We may compare to the followers of Muhammad sallallahu who acknowledge the prophet of Muhammad sallallahu but the aqidah is false. And if the aqidah is false, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala them to be kafirs. Even though they acknowledge the Prophet Muhammad even though they acknowledge the Prophet Isa but they were Catholics, distant from Hellfire. And likewise today, many of the people who acknowledge the Prophet Muhammad they have disbelieved in him because of the aqidah in him. Some of them, like these railway, like the disbelievers from Bani Israel who claim that Isa was Allah, also they claim that Muhammad was Allah, that he is Allah, that he is divine. Similarly, this is a big, gigantic group of millions of people in India and Pakistan. Millions. They are not the only ones. Even in America, closer to home, there are some people who claim divinity to prophets. He is not human, but he is light, divine light. Before everything. Well, we are a branch of Sufism, no doubt. But extreme Sufism. What was the appeal of the, of the party that believed? What was the appeal? That they believed that Isa was the slave of Allah and his messenger. In what way can we as men be Allah, helpers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? By helping his deen. By, by answering the call of this tijara, by believing in Allah and His Messenger and making jihad in the way of Allah, offering our wealth and our lives, we can be the helpers of Allah by supporting His deen, by defending His deen, by defending the believers all over the earth who are being murdered and slaughtered. The defense of the believers is, is helping of Allah, is, is from those who are doing the nasr of Allah, helping the believers, helping the Messenger, delivering the message, calling to the deen of Allah, all of this can be classified under the title of those of the Ansarullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ghani. He doesn't need anyone. He is without need of anything. He is qawi. He doesn't need any help. But it is the help of Allah's being and the deliverance of His message and helping the poor and weak from amongst the believers. There is only one question you need. Okay, 